Well, now, wasn't that a surprise ending? Blue Jays fans, the numbers to call on Blue Jays Talk are 416-870-0590, star 590 one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. The Blue Jays losing eight seven to the Houston Astros. They take two of three from Houston. All of them one run decisions. Kevin Barker alongside Jeff Blair in Toronto. So Kevin, I where do you want to start with this? Uh, three unearned error or three unearned runs on the part of the Jays. Uh, not a great start for Yusei Kikuchi. Some puzzling pitching decisions. But in extra innings, after a comeback, Jeremy Pena wins the game, walks it off for the Houston Astros, just like Carlos Correa might have done a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's what you're going with. Look, look, I, you, this is what I think. I think if Jordan Romano doesn't fall behind two and zero, and and allow Pena to zone in and maybe cheat a little bit, maybe get it started a little sooner, maybe clear the front hip. I mean, it was right down the middle, a little down. That's sort of his swing path to be able to drop the the top hand on the baseball. You know, if you throw that anywhere, middle away, middle in, a little up and away, a little up and in. You might get a little weak out. You may get a swing and miss. You may live to fight another day. It is what it is. It's very hard to have three unearned runs and have a really bad starting game from your starter from your starter and and think you're going to beat a good team on the road. It just it's it's really hard to do that. They they fought. They they you know Charlie did a good job of running out the pitchers he was supposed to run out there to keep them in the game. They got a big hit when they needed it. They just couldn't finish the deal. 416-870-0590, star 590, one We are here until 630, at which point we will turn you over to our Leafs Nation pregame. Couple of talking points. The Yusei Kikuchi start, obviously. Do you think this was a step backwards for Yusei Kikuchi? And also, Kevin, I want to ask the callers, I want to ask the callers about Jordan Romano. Now, Jordan Romano was 8 for 8 in saves. 31, 31 for 31 on a bit of a run, to say the least. But, Kevin, these three games in Houston, what did you make of Jordan Romano? Yeah, I, I don't – everything that, that we continue to see, he's he's growing as a – as a closer, that's exactly what you want to see. You know, for me, the, the fastball had more life to it today. Uh, he fell behind. You fall behind and against anybody at the big league level, that gives him a better chance to have an, a little bit more of an educated guess on what you're trying to throw and allows them to zone up to where they want the ball to go. And if they get it there, even if you're throwing it 97 miles an hour, they can drop the head on it and have a good bat path and – Pena stayed the big part of the field. So, sometimes I think we, we tend to not give the hitter or the opposing team enough credit. Uh, he fell behind. You know, he was throwing what he wanted to throw. He started off with the sliders. He threw him a four-seamer that he missed with. And then a hitter just had a good approach. And when he got a good pitch to hit, he didn't miss it. That's Sometimes you got to tip your hat. So I, I I like Jordan. I You know, everything he's doing as a closer, I mean, how can you argue? It's, it's 31 in a row. He made a bad pitch. You forget about it, you go on the next time. Next time Charlie gives you the ball, you dominate. Yeah, I guess I was looking back at, uh, you know, Friday's, Friday's game. He comes in, he ends up striking out 
uh, Castro and uh, Matasevich, 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 after giving up a leadoff single and then a uh, a, a subsequent single to Diaz. Um, you know, it's uh, you're right. I mean, he's uh, he is not going to be. He is not going to be perfect. It's going to be awfully hard for a closer to be perfect. We had Brad Lidge on talking about that. But I look at this 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 series, and the takeaway I have from it is, you know, the Jays won that game 3-2, uh, uh, sorry, 4-3 on Friday. They won 3-2 yesterday. Adam Cimbaron, Vladdy Jr. gets that scalded line drive from Aledmus Diaz, and then, of course, they lose a one-run game today. Um, they have played an awful lot of one-run games so far. Yeah, well, look, back to Jordan Arana thing, there, there's, he ain't surprising nobody anymore. He, he's got a fastball and two different sliders, a slow one he's going to get ahead with, one he can get back and account with, and that eliminator that he likes to throw with two strikes and the elevated fastball. That means when you know a little bit more about a guy that you're going to face, location and pitching ahead has to be a lot better, and today he got beat because he fell behind. Billy and Markham, what's up, Billy? Billy, uh, that was a tough loss, but you think the Jays are still the best team in the AL East? Uh, Jeff, uh, listen, I'll make it. I'll make it very simply put. After watching, watching the Yankees, the Red Sox, and Houston, you know, we talk about playing meaningful games uh, in September, and and I'm, I mean this on a, a good point. So don't jump on me here, but I, I I really believe that the Jays might not be playing meaningful games in September. I think they may close this thing out by the beginning of September. And there's no reason why this team can't get up 10, 15 games and just prepare for uh, October. That's how impressed I am with them. I, I, I really am. They battle you. They fight you. They, they they just at the beginning of the year, I said this team might not uh, might not might not even make the playoffs because uh, let's see if if they can improve on the year before. But they impress me. They just impress me with everything they do, except for one thing, Jeff. And I'm going to have to say this. I promise you, calling your show, I will never say this again. This will be the last time I say it. But can anybody look at me with a straight face and tell me that Bo Bichette is a major league shortstop? That's all I got, guys. Later. I mean, so Billy, Billy had had the Billy's Billy's not afraid to have opinions. I'll give Billy credit for that. Billy Billy's bullish on the Jays right now. I mean the Bichette thing. You know, I I'm not even going to go there, Kevin. I, we can he he's he's the, he's their shortstop. I mean that it, it's not even a it's not even a a, a point of a point of discussion. Uh, yeah, you know, as far as Bo Bichette is concerned, uh, in terms of the American League, you know, let's try to put this in context. We have talked about how important this run of games is against the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Astros. Oh, and by the way, the Cleveland Guardians are coming in at the end of that, and they're not they're not exactly pushovers right now. The Jays are six and four in this trip. They haven't had Danny Jansen. Most importantly, Kevin, Teoscar Hernandez hasn't been there. They've had Zach Collins come through with big hits. They've had Rymel Tapia come through with big plays and and be at the center of things. And my God, Santiago Espinal has, you know, does anybody talking anymore about the need for, you know, to fill a hole at second base? 
I don't think so. I, I, I am, I will say this. As someone who said the Jays were going to go to the World Series this year, I'll say this. I'm more impressed with them now than I thought I'd be early in the year. Yeah, I'm more to, impressed with what I've seen. To, to Billy's point, I, I think that Bo, for me anyway, I, I don't think you, you need to see the consistent same mistake over and over and over again. For me, when he goes to his right running in, with a guy on first base, it just tends to be a little rushed, and the glove, for whatever reason, doesn't end up in the right spot all the time. And that's one of the things we saw today. Lesmus Diaz is not a very good runner. He's not a fast guy. You know, you could go in and mm-hmm. set your feet and throw a ball to Santiago Espinal at second base, and you got one out. Instead of trying to make the special running throw to first base, like you try and do in the offseason. See, that's not what I want to see. Occasionally you have to do that because there's nobody on and the ball's hitting the hole and your third baseman doesn't make the play and you got to run in and make that throw that, that, you, that we've seen him make. But most of the time yeah. it's okay to run in, set your feet, get it, and throw to the right base. And that for me is, is something I think he needs to work on. Yeah, you made an interesting point, Kevin. If you look at Bo's errors so far this year, and this is why it doesn't, it, they, it, it doesn't bother me. Bo's errors this year have come with pretty slow base runners, right? It's come with J.D. Martinez, Bobby Dahlbeck, and, I mean, Aledmus Diaz isn't, well, isn't necessarily... Well, Aledmus Diaz was at first base. Pena was running. That's my point is you got to know who's okay. on first. You got to know who's running. I'm not running in to make that play to throw out the runner at first base. I'm making that play to come in and set my feet to throw the runner out at second base. Ah, there that's you the go. Whole, right. That's the whole point. In, right. Before that play ever happens, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, if I'm Bo, I'm, I'm, I'm lined up straight up, basically. It's I think it was two gotcha. strikes. If the ball's hit a little bit to my right and I can set my feet and get the runner at second... Other than running in and trying to do that running throw to first base with a faster runner, I do the easier play. That, for me, I think is what we're seeing. We're seeing that special play trying, he's trying to make all the time. You don't have to do that. It's a big league. You think it through before it actually happens. And also, I've done that, and I've tried that, and it didn't work. Now I'm going to correct it because it's just an easier play. It's an easier throw. We get one out. It gets my pitcher out of trouble, and now he doesn't have to think about it. Maybe goes a little deeper in games. I'm not so far as where Billy's at. I just think consistently you need to see him make that adjustment where he doesn't do the same thing over and over and over again. That's bad. 416-870-0590, 416-870-0590, star 591 It's Blair, it's Barker, it's Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. And now the Bet365 standings update. Just download the app and see for yourself why Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book. 19+. Plus. Please play responsibly, Ontario only. As we take a look at the American League East standings. The New York Yankees and Jays are tied. The 10-6 and record, Tampa Bay's at 9-7. and The Boston Red Sox, who will be in Toronto tomorrow for the first of a four-game series, they are 7-9. and And the Baltimore Orioles are 6-9. and 416-870-0590, star 591 Triple six zero five ninety. It is Blue Jays talk. Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. Kevin, you say Kikuchi got the start today. Three and two thirds innings, three hits, four runs, just two of them earned. Five walks. Now, you've got to explain to me, and I know Joe Siddle almost 
sort of almost threw up his hands on on Blue Jays Central talking about this today during the Blue Jays game. We know that the Jays have talked to Yusei Kikuchi about using his fastball more. We know that he has been effective doing that. Can you tell me can you tell me what would convince him or Zach Collins that six cutters to the number nine hitter, six consecutive cutters is a good idea. I just don't, I, I just don't get, I, I can't get inside his head, Kevin. I, I just can't get inside his head. Yeah, I'm not sure unless he thought he might have been tipping his pitches. He might have been tipping his four-seamer. Uh, he has faced the Astros a ton. They do know everything possible to know about him, sequencing and, and how much when he would throw it, what count he's going to throw it in, how it looks coming out of his hand, all the things that you need to know when you're facing a guy to have success against him. And I'll, I'll tell you what I do know. He's not a guy that can, can throw strike one half the time. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that, for me anyway, can throw 76 pitches, throw 31 cutters. Hmm. The the third the 31 cutter thing for me. Look, you could tell whenever he gets runners in scoring position, he wants to take the sting out of the bat, and he thinks that's the only way he can do it. He gets traffic on the bases. He lives and dies by the cutter. Until for me anyway, he either eliminates that or he's throwing that somewhere in around the 10 percent range. I just don't know if you'll ever see the best out of Yusei Kikuchi. How many times have you ever seen Pete Walker go out to a pitcher in in three innings? Two times, yeah, uh, maybe no. maybe maybe one time. But how many times have you ever seen him do it twice? I I don't. I was trying to think back when I've ever done that. I, I've never seen that. And you know, you could see Petey looking up at the scoreboard. Basically, I think telling him, "Hey, you're not down by much. You can still get after this guy's and and throw some quality pitches." But Look, it's for me anyway. There, there has to be one of those moments where maybe I just either eliminate it or I'm throwing it sparingly to get somebody off of one of my secondary pitches. That's the only reason I'm throwing it. And for me, I don't know if he's ever going to get to that. You can tell. No matter what, no matter what the plan is going into those things, whenever he gets in trouble, he's shaking till he gets to the cutter. And for me, I'm just not sure Petey is is capable of talking him out of that. Especially against, especially against teams that have a lot of a, a lot of book on him and understand what he does and when he does it. Yeah, I mean, like anything else, we'll need to hear uh, what Pete Walker and you say Kikuchi say after the game. I, I look, I, I just found that I found that puzzling. Um, and you know, at some point, Hyun Jin Ryu is going to be back in the rotation. And I, I've said this: I can manage my team picking and choosing when I have to use Hyunjin Ryu. I can't manage my team picking and choosing when I have to use two-fifths of my starting of my starting rotation. I I just can't do I just can't do that. Brad and Barry, it's a pretty good series for the Jays, wasn't it? I think with the Jays today, uh, you know, it, it, it's a tough one to swallow, but really it looked for in the first couple innings that this wasn't even going to be a close game. And the fact that they, you know, almost pulled it off is pretty impressive. And, Romano, listen, he lives and dies by the sword. You know, today didn't go his way, and he probably that pitch got away from him a little bit. For the for the caller that called it about Bichette, look at me, I'll look that guy in the eye any day of the week. The Jays mm. middle infield, no, but the Jays middle infield. Come on, you got I two got guys you. that are, they're both developing into five tool players, and and so they both make each other better. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, everyone's going to have, uh, you know, a little bit of a weakness, and, and Bichette's working on that. That was pointed out by Barker there. But that that that, that tandem there, 
yeah, that's untouchable. And then you then you throw that third baseman in there, Chapman. Oh boy, Jays Jays are a handful. They're a handful. Yeah. That's a that's a good club. It's the best I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you in that. And keep in mind that they're doing it without their regular cleanup hitter. They're doing it with a whole bunch of Zach Collins coming through. That's right. And yeah, I listen. Uh, Sometimes I think Billy just kind of says stuff because he knows it'll get my goat and it'll get under other people's skin. But I'd look, I'd look Billy in the eye any day and tell him that, yeah, Bobachet, my shortstop. Okay. Yeah, me, t- me too. I, I agree with everybody that thinks that. I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's when you're a big leaguer and you're trying to establish yourself as one of the top tier shortstops in baseball, Bo wants to be that on both sides of the ball. There has to be that. Okay, I did it wrong this time. I don't want to continue to do it wrong. Yep. Yep. All righty. Appreciate the call, Brad. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six. 0590. Kevin, I got to talk a little bit before we go about Zach Collins. Uh, I'll just ask you this. Danny Jansen comes back. Alejandro Kirk has done a nice job behind the plate. I thought there were a couple of instances today where Zach Collins maybe gave away a couple of pitches, a couple of pitches down at the uh, in the lower part of the strike zone. Kevin, is there enough there that this guy hangs around as a lefty bat off the bench when when this team is is fully healthy? Do you do you see that in any way? Just to just to be a third catcher and a lefty off the bench? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just asking. I I don't I I'm just asking off the top of my head. I understand there have to be some other moves. Clearly, Bradley Zimmer is a good defensive center fielder. I'm, I mean, I'm just asking you. Yeah, I, I think they're putting him. You wonder why they're putting him in the in the five hole and the cleanup spot is because they're putting people behind him and in front of him, hoping that they can get fastballs in certain areas. So the little hitch that he has, you know, he they can. I don't want to say eliminate that just because of where he's at and the right. pitch he's going to get, but they're trying to help him along to worry more times than not. Maybe if he gets in that count, that he can hunt that. Like the three zero pitch, he's selling out for that. He could get that hitch started a little sooner where he's dropping his hands. He's trying to get it back up a little quicker to get it to the slot, and he can do that quicker because he knows three zero. You don't want to walk. Lourdes is on the on deck circle. Lourdes is getting a little frisky at a home run already. They probably want to come after him three zero. That's something he could sell out on. Is he a threat? Does he scare? Does he scare the Dickens out of opposing manager late in the game if he's coming off the bench? I, I, it's not creating havoc for me now. It's a nice surprise that he's sort of filling in just because there's no Teoscar, and that, that's kind of cool. He's he's getting some big hits, but can, can he continue to do this all season? You would take. Let me ask you this. Yeah, I, I, I'm just throwing it out there. Would you take? Would you take Bradley Zimmer's defense over him? Because that's you know, if you're if you're looking for. For, for bench commodities, again, Bradley Zimmer plays a really good defensive center field, better than Ryan Altapia. I would not. I would, ra- I would rather have the runs. I would rather have the, the pop off the bench. But, again, it's, it's the George Springer effect here. How many, how many times do you think they're going to try and keep George Springer on the field, and that's going to have to yeah. give him a day off, DH him? And Tapia, I'm just not sure they're sold on him playing center field. And the way the pitching staff is and the way they're playing close games, you've got to have a really good outfield defense. You've got to have guys can go get it. And I just don't know if they have that when George Springer's not playing center field. But they're going to need some thump, too. They're going to need yeah. a certain guy or two, a surprise maybe. And maybe it's Zach Collins this year. Maybe that's the guy that they can rely on to maybe come up and run into one occasionally. Well, we saw Bradley Zimmer's defense 
we saw how that played in that ballpark in this series. It made a big defensive play uh, for the Blue Jays. So there we are, the Blue Jays losing 8-7 to the Houston Astros. Walked off by Jeremy Pena. The Jays making a habit of these one-run games. Generally, generally making a habit of winning them. They had a nice little comeback today that fell short. Tomorrow, the Boston Red Sox will be in town for the first of four games. You've got the Red Sox. You've got the Astros. And you got the Yankees coming into Rogers Center in the next couple of weeks. This, as we've said is a very tough, very important early part of the season for the Blue Jays. So far, I think you'd have to say so far so good, despite today's loss. Let's see now what the Jays have in store for us as they invite the Red Sox, Houston, and the Yankees into town. So, again, as we wrap it up, the final score. Houston, 8. Toronto, 7. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans.